side of us. You could, you could kind of see the thing moving through the woods. Uh, all I can remember is flipping the light on, and I see this creature, and I knew, I knew in my heart, I knew in my mind, in the whole night, this isn't a man. And then this thing walks across the road, takes a turn towards us, and then leaps over a guardrail. Went to look forward, and there was a big black thing, is all I Squatch DTV, exploring the Bigfoot mystery each week with your hosts, veteran researcher, author, and TV personality, the Squatch detective, Steve Culls, and from the Bigfoot Research Project of Kentucky, Chris Bennett. Sit back and buckle up as we bring you guests from around North America discussing the Bigfoot phenomena, but not without a few laughs, too. Here are your hosts, Steve and Chris. Oh, you muted, Steve. Yeah, you're still muted. There, there it go. is. We're, we're just having so many technical difficulties with tonight's show. It's, yeah, it's supposed to come off of that automatically, but yeah. that's okay. Well, my screen froze again in the middle of the... Uh, the uh introduction so i had uh, to refresh uh, so i know it's not i i know it's not a a uh an issue with my computer now it's an issue with the stream yard itself and of okay. course they're not responding to my message like hey what you know what's going on so cannot show uh the one of the videos i wanted to show tonight my game plan is completely off so a little bit frustrating for the last. Everything was going fine, and then all of a sudden, hey, let's look at this video. And usually we have no problem reviewing video when we're in yeah. pre-show. And it was, you know, it, it was it was like the show, the video was playing uh, at like a quarter speed, and the audio was going at the regular speed. So the audio yeah. was getting ahead of the video, and it was just horrible. Yeah, we'll Horrible. just have to ask everybody to bear with us tonight. You know, we're having a few technical difficulties, right. but uh, we sure are glad to see everybody here. 
Yeah, the voices, uh, yeah, it, we've had no problem with audio. It's all this, you know, it's this locking up issue and video issue. Yeah. And, uh, like, all of a sudden, when we was down at the countdown, when we went live, the countdown stopped for me. Hmm. And then I had to refresh my screen, which I, I have, they're having some issues, must be having some issues at StreamYard tonight. But, um, you know, it's very frustrating. And, uh, you know, Chris, we had talked earlier about that video maybe being too big of a file. Well, if you recall the smallest video file I have, which was like a, a minute long video, yeah, that was doing the same thing. Ah, okay. So that's so, not the problem. Yeah, there's uh, an issue somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, before hey, we get started uh, tonight, I want to do a quick shout out to my brother in law, Mark, who recently yep. had a heart attack and heart bypass surgery this past week uh, during, you know, the probably the worst time in history for anybody to have this happen to him. So I want to wish him a speedy recovery and hang in there. Uh, you're going to be sore for a while, but you will eventually get back to where you can move move around a little bit. Yep. Well, anyway, uh, and I want to throw out uh, and you know God's Godspeed to him, and uh, hopefully he'll he'll mend quickly, and um, you know everything will be fine with him. And uh, our prayers are with him, Chris. So. Uh, Another note, I want to do a quick shout-out to my little buddy Connor, who I met at the uh, Whitehall Sasquatch Festival uh, last uh, weekend. And, uh, boy, was that was that not fun last weekend. Uh, Joe, uh, in, in case people don't, we got Joe Snyder down there from uh, Western New York Bigfoot Investigation uh, Research uh, Organization. And, um, you know, Joe, Joe, was, Joe was there. Um, you know, for those who haven't seen the video, we're going to play it real quick. And I, I've actually managed to upload that, so that should play okay. So let's uh, let's just uh, do the quick Whitehall Sasquatch Festival, and we can talk. And, and and guess who the first person in that video you'll see is is that character way down there. So so here it is. end up on the podcast see look at that yeah he's gonna be on my podcast too there we are Let's not push it. Oh, there's Alex. 
Well. And there you have it. <laughs> well, that was a that was a wheelbarrow full of fun right there. That, that, <laughs> that was absolutely, absolutely a fun day. And man, I gotta tell you that that the first part of that video was best. Um because it had you in it. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, I do got I do have to say though, man, that Alex <clears throat> Alex Petchkoff, man, I, I, that guy wears a beard better than any man I've ever seen. Yeah, his beard game is strong. I'm telling you, his beard game is strong. It definitely is. But yeah, it was a blast that day, man. That was a blast that day. Certainly was. Yeah, and Alex is great. The uh, the calling contest was was awesome. Nah, yeah, it's always it fun. And uh, so looking forward to uh, to doing that again next year. Uh, it's already in the works. So that's uh, that's going to be a cool thing. Um, yeah. Oh, we got to do our shout out to the chat listeners, Steve. Yeah, we sure do. So now that we got everybody in here. <coughs> okay, so we got Low Rider, OT. We got B. B, what's going on? B, OT, yeah. They were here early. I was in the chat hey, earlier. I had, to, I had to leave, though, in order to come over here. But <laughs> I always enjoy chatting with those guys. Yeah. And then we got Ammon Chris, who's in the chat room. Bob Lemley. Um of course, we got Mike Ann, Big Tactical Bigfoot Research. Lance Mike. Windsor, Lance, hello, welcome Lance. to the show. And uh, uh, Raptor Blue, another new name. Welcome, welcome, Raptor. welcome. And uh, Bigfoot Society, hello, welcome, welcome, Bigfoot welcome. Society, good to see you. 
And uh, who else? Uh, Sherry's in the house. Hi, Sherry. Central Florida, Bigfoot. Yeah. And uh, Pat Turner's in the house too. Squatch Talk Radio. Uh, so Pat's here. Uh, and I think uh, Brian and Chewy go hiking. They're back. Brian Hello, and Chewy, welcome back. The tall ones is here. Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome. welcome. Hey, Brian. Hey, Fritz. Jay. <laughs> like, hey, old timers. <laughs> How's it going, Jay? Uh, we got Michael Haywood. Michael, welcome, welcome, Michael, welcome. welcome. Good to see you. So, uh, so yeah, we had quite, quite the uh, the evening uh, afterwards too. Yeah. Um, hey, can I say one thing about the Bigfoot Kong contest, yeah. though, man? That thing was, uh, it was, it was really cool. I think my favorite parts of that whole contest was uh, the girl who did the stomp dance along with her Bigfoot calls. And, uh, and, um, the, uh, the guy that, uh, he sounded like, uh, he sounded like a, a chihuahua on crack, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then at the last, I told, I was talking to Steve about this the other night. Uh, there was this one old guy on there, man, classic. This is the kind of guy you would find in those scary movies about the old dude living out in the woods in a cabin that nobody knows of and he hasn't been social in years you know he's kind of a thin guy balding kind of gaunt face scary and did one of the scary scariest things i've ever heard come out of a human's mouth but uh it <laughs> I, I said you know if i saw that old man in the woods he scared the crap out of me he certainly—he scared the crap out of me when he was there. He was wearing no shoes. Um, can I go? I'm like, whoa. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, wow. So we got an extra one, guys. And uh, away he went. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to find that picture. I can't seem to find it right now. There's just yeah. so many pictures in that file. Um, but yeah, uh, so later on that evening, uh, you know, Joe came out with us. And it was kind of funny the way you put that yesterday. Joe was like, yeah, all I did was, hey, can I come up? You know, hey, want to come along? <laughs> was one and, of the easiest things that I've ever done in my life. Hey, Steve, when are we going squatching? You want to go tonight? Yeah, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that, yep. And I'm like, holy oh. crap, that was easy. <laughs> and uh, as you can see, that, that was the night shot using a night shot. <clears throat> Not a camera, excuse me. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a, that's a nice picture, man. I have a little bit of a sinus thing going on, so it's been throwing my <coughs> coughing off a little bit for the last uh, week. Usually, I have it under control, and uh, tonight, not so much. Um, doesn't also help. I'm getting aggravated by a bunch of stuff. Uh, but, uh, oh, we got Jimbo in the crowd. Hello, Jimbo. Jimbo. <laughs> Good to see you. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's, in the, it's in the air, Steve, and, and yeah. when it starts to get the, the fall... Closer to the fall, that's when all the uh, the mold and crap, molds and stuff are in there. And the, the change it, of weather. Yeah, <laughs> it, it kills me, dude. I, I've been uh, I've been uh, uh, plagued with the sniffles for about the last two weeks, and every few minutes, you know, you know, the, the old nose is trying to run off the face. Yeah, but uh, it, you know, we can't stay in the summertime forever, unfortunately. So anyway, uh, it, it's been a, it was a, a real great night that night as well. Beautiful squatching weather. I mean, it was mm -hmm. probably like maybe about fifty five degrees, fifty two yeah. degrees. A little yeah. chilly, but perfectly, you know, not not too cold. Um, yeah, <laughs> Sherry had a sinus infection this week, so. <laughs> oh, oh no. 
which very well could be. But how uh, about that, can, Sherry? Last week, great job. <laughs> and then the day after, she was sick. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's what happens when you know. Of course, you're, you're getting out in that cold, and it would and it dropped down to like 46 degrees when we did the show last week. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, that was that was a lot of fun last week. Uh, and I'm I'm sorry that none of you guys could be here. I know Mike is in the chat, and uh, Mike was there. Um, we know Mike was there. Yeah, I saw Mike. I, he he can't get away with that. He was stomping off to get some. Oh, get the other inflatable that we have out. Um, any other questions there from the audience? <laughs> so <laughs> it's a good thing it's beach ball. Um, <laughs> sorry, we just had to show that one more time. Um, <laughs> oh, Mike well, is tough. <laughs> when I was watching tough. that live, I almost that, fell out of my chair. That looked like it hurt. You never know what I'm going to pull off. <laughs> I know what. Never so know. Funny, Mike, you're uh, a tough man. I mean, you know, I'm feeble and old and frail. If that had been me, I'd probably still been in intensive care right now. You're a tough every, dude. It was only a beach ball. Much respect. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm frail, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Mike Haywood said, <laughs> Mike goes, dang, tough love. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, you guys uh, were out in the woods playing around with a beach ball, huh? Uh huh. Uh, well, one of the things for me that makes it even funnier too, that just adds a funniness of it, is that he like just he like took that all in stride. Dude. Oh, he did. Yeah, he knows me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he, he knows my 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 games. He knows my crazy games. Um, <laughs> But uh, excellent work last week, Mike. I mean, hats off, dude. I mean, I'm I'm scared for my job now. I mean, dude, that was it was a co-host of the century right there. I enjoyed it. Ot says we make a video where a stealth fighter is taking off, then it's flying, and it opens the doors, then have a beach ball and Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stealth bomber drops beach ball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving him in the woods next time. <laughs> I don't blame him. I don't blame you, Mike. I don't blame you, bitch. <laughs> Just yeah, tie it to a tree and then leave a couple of five-gallon buckets of rocks nearby. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that way the, the and hairy ones Sherry don't going, have to That's okay. You should have ladies out with pork chops around her necks. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, just thinking outside the box, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm just thinking outside the the, the grill. Yeah. Here, here, here's your... Oh. Um, and, and tax says it's all yours. I'll just fill in. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate. It. And of course, we have Mick is in the house. Our, and Mick, um, we at? got Mick. Oh, okay. Tra Charlie Wontons there Charlie? in the house as well. Good hey, see you, Charlie. Good see you, man. Everybody's filing in, filing in. There he is. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So this is a night scene of the night before, and you can see, you know, uh, just a beautiful shot. Oh, and there's yeah. one of our researchers actually just kind of positioned himself out. He's got his uh, fleer out, and uh, we're just keeping an eye on the falls, which is really hard to see. But the falls line 
runs right about there. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is all kind of like marshy, and it's all goes down into this big crevasse and down the Pulteney River. So uh, the moon comes up. And it was kind of funny because as the moon was coming up, I don't know if it was you, Joe, who said, what is that light over there? I go, well, that's either the moon or a volcano. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty bright. Um, the moon was uh, very bright that night. So Not so one. much the next night when we went to uh, the mountain. Um, mm -hmm. And the mountain was, was awesome because uh, we had... Um, um, we had that, that, uh, I went down there and something was walking around and I wasn't sure. I, I, my, like I said, uh, my original, uh, worry was, uh, that it was a, uh, a bear. Right. Um, and sometimes, you know, strength in numbers, uh, or a moose. Um, but whatever it was, didn't show itself and I could not see it on thermal. Of course, that area is very burmy. Um, so it's really hard to, um, you know, get a straight line shot in into that that wood line um the other thing is is we as we mike showed up and then we started moving in and hopefully mike will get that audio over to me at some point if he's got it um we, we started moving down and we heard this tremendous single tree knock now it's not cold enough for those trees to be expanding and contracting to, to create those cracks yeah. that that can mimic a tree knock so that was in of itself quite unusual and yeah. it was like a, just a good you know a really loud you know pop and yeah. you know again this is going towards the direction of the game trail where that track had come off of we had found last month so then we get down to the past that track where the trackway was we went past it maybe about 20 30 35 feet and we kind of stood to talk and look at the swamp a little bit and then something came uh trucking in and of course we noticed that the uh i played it back i wanted to hear that rock it was so damn close and then it was the one time the, the field mobile you know, the, the mobile unit had kind of locked up a bit and you know, the signal was kind of scrambled so we missed that whole thing and it kind of wow that was uh um you know, uh, you know, and, and there's the rock. So uh, hopefully uh, Tack will get that for us. And uh, um, yeah. he's like, whoop, I was there. So it's definitely not a moose. I will never see a moose. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Well, you know, isn't there some kind of correlation? You know, people report that uh, their electronics start messing up, you know, around about the time they have a Bigfoot sighting. I, I don't know. Uh it could just be Murphy's Law, too, you know. It probably was just Murphy's Law. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, when the um, same thing happened to Scott and myself in Kentucky, you know, when, when we got a, a really wicked vocalization, it's like, you know, it could have been Al's, but we, we we covered that in the video before. We don't know. But, uh, you know, I looked at Scott and said, did you get that? And he looked, no. Man, he said, the recorder's off. Yeah. And uh, he had had it running with fresh batteries, and the batteries were dead. Yeah. So I, weird. Yeah. Yep. Well, and of course you know, that that was our setup for the night there at the the base camp. Yeah, um, that was sweet, and it, it worked well. We I, I use a progeny battery pack, which is that unit right there. Um, and yeah, in it we were running the uh, the Chromebook, which was running the the uh, the webcam. The uh, we were running the the uh, mini. Um, mini monitor we were yeah. running the uh the night vision and the uh thermal scope as well 
Right. Uh, and it hit, yeah, that thing was a, a boss out there. Uh, we had run that stuff for about a good three and a half, four hours. And uh, I brought the battery pack home and plugged it in to recharge it. And it was only at 80%. Yeah. So, and it was running multiple items. And uh, yeah, it worked like a boss. So very, very pleased with that. Uh, we had signal up there. So I used the Chromebook and uh, Mike's uh, internet puck. And uh, we had, you know, got that in. Handy. Yeah, you got like a big, uh, it's, it's like lithium ion battery storage, right? What that is. I have no idea which so is it. Well, it's, it's got a big battery in it. Yep. There's no need to have a generator or anything. Run your yep. laptop and. Yep. And it's quiet. And, yep. um, uh, it, you know, and, and the beautiful thing was, is there's no noise emanating from it. And uh, it doesn't really build up a lot of heat. Yeah. Um, it also has a light on the front of it. Um, man. So this is this is the unit here, right here. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. So it, it it definitely it has its own built-in light. And um, I gotta get one of those. It's it's not quite well, as he it's it's heavy, but it's not quite as heavy as a uh, car battery is. I like that better than a generator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No noise. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. I have. Uh, uh, I took that to Kentucky with me, and uh, that recharged my phone every night, yeah. and recharged my laptop. And I took it home, and it was like at ninety-eight percent. So yeah, wow. it, it definitely—it's uh, got a lot of juice. Uh, a lot more surprising, and, and you know, you—you you, sometimes you get items, and you're kind of—you uh, kind of wonder, you know, if it's good as what it says. Right. Um, it, it actually is better than what it said. It actually has done a lot better than what, you know, I expected out of it, you know, given the description of the item. So I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there is a link in the in the video um, last week for that particular item. I think it runs about two thirty five, two hundred thirty five dollars. It's not that expensive not and it's a lot cheaper than a generator and it's a lot quieter than a generator. Um, and yeah, it's a great, you know, it's. it's it's a great thing to have put in your tent to keep, you know, things charged up and communication or whatever you need. You know, if you need to recharge, you know, batteries, you need to recharge your phone, you need to recharge your radios or your, your tech. Um, that was another thing, too, when I was down in Kentucky. That was also recharging my FLIR every night because I'd get in my tent and I'd plug my FLIR in. I'd plug my yeah, plug my phone in and uh, off I go. So, yeah, you know, in the next morning, it's all good to go. Um you know, I, I can't say enough about that particular piece of technology. Yeah, so, you can. Uh, I mean, you know, you can always like charge up uh, out of your car, you know. But then again, if you don't start your car up for like a day, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Time, you might be, you know, be asking for a jump start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the other cool thing is, you know, a lot of people. Uh, the other thing is, if you have a uh, a phone that charges wirelessly it has a wireless charger on the top of it as well oh that's cool. wow oh, that's cool so you could turn that on you just put your phone on top of there and you can charge your phone without actually having to use one of the plugs that are you know uh, one of the usb-c plugs um so um yeah a very very fun time uh, I don't know, Joe, what, what's your impressions? I mean, what did you think of the crew? Was, did you have fun out there with the crew? 
Oh yeah, man. Those people were great, man. I mean, and a lot of them, you know, are people that uh, you know, that I've been wanting to meet and and uh, talk to. Um, I, I was actually surprised. I I didn't know I was going to end up meeting Alex at all, um, or even even you know, uh, a yep, good many right. of the people were there. But um, yeah, it was a, it was a blast being out there, man. And uh, you know, yeah, maybe we didn't find Bigfoot that night, but. Um, you know, not there was, <laughs> yeah, not even close, but I mean, you got to admit there were some kind of just, just weird shit that, you know, is, was, was, uh, even if it was, uh, inconclusive, you know, it's still fun. It's something that makes yeah. you go, huh? Okay. Yep. You know, like the rock clack me and you heard, I mean, right. at the same time, now what caused that? I don't know, but it was fun. Yep. And the fact that somebody else heard it, you know, at the same time I did. You know, was cool just in the fact that okay, well, at least I'm not hearing things. Yep. You know, at least I'm not got. You know, I, I, my brain's not primed here. You know, and I'm just thinking I'm hearing shit. You know, so um, that was cool. You know, and it was a, it was, a, it was a good night, man. Really, it was. Um, everybody was. Uh, Long Island um, Bigfoot's in the house. You know, they're just. Uh, they're just. Uh, they were just really all around good people, man. You know. Is what I gotta say. Well, laughing picker in the house. Hello, welcome back, laughing picker. <laughs> well, good to see you. Um, yeah, um, um, yeah, it was really cool to have uh, Alex Petikoff come with us uh, that night. Alex did go with us on uh, Saturday night, and uh, so that that was really cool. Um, you know, you can't always make these guys, or I should say, the creatures, make them necessarily uh perform right um now whether that rock clack was because you know i was thinking about that too what could have caused that rock clack well you gotta understand there it's a very big canyon there mm -hmm. and it could have, it could have been a rock that fell and struck yep. a rock on the bottom of the yep. on, on the base of the the the, yeah. the uh Pulteney river yeah absolutely um, that, could, that could have caused that so yeah. um you know very differently than what we had the next night when we heard the the rock first come through the trees right. and then hit a rock that was on the ground because that area was very rocky and you, and it was like, what the hell? Um, you know, but even so, uh, I, I would have liked a lot, a little more activity than, than when we had the second night as yeah. well. Um, but yeah, uh, that's, that's the, that's what we need to do. That's what we do. Get out there, have a little fun. Um, and, and, you know, enjoy, you know, the owl noises were crazy that night. We heard owls, coyotes, um, and, and, you know, just uh, that's what it is about, getting out there. And it's so much fun. Yeah. I love getting the owl noises on recorders and, and the coyotes and all that stuff. And we we actually had coyotes very close to us the night we were in Whitehall. Yeah. You know, well, that's we all were, you can do, man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that guy. Yeah, that's right. Because we had, we had met a family coming out, believe it or not, a night a family that was fishing at night coming mm -hmm. out uh, on the other side of where we were. Uh, we were heading into the parking lot of the Carver's Fall Dam, and uh, they were there. And, uh, you know, obviously they see the, you know, they see the war wagon there with the, the, the stickers on it, the plates. And, the, and uh, so he started saying, you know, talking to us and he had relate an encounter that he had had and some of his, his uncle had had uh, living in Whitehall. So that was kind of really cool. 
Um, you know, he kind of gave us some information where he thinks they may hide out or where there's some some uh, weird stuff uh, going on. But, it, you know, it, when you get into certain communities like that, it's not so much a four-letter word. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah we've had stuff over there. My uncle saw one years ago, and uh-huh. and um, so uh, it's like that. Yeah. But let's That's get in. Yeah, I'm you sorry. Know, even if you're in a, if you're in, even if you're in a good area where you know there's been sightings and everything, there's no uh, guarantee that the day you go that you're going to have a sighting. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, I, I'm so frustrated. You know, the last you know, good sighting I had was 2010, which I had multiple sightings in. But uh, from from ever since every year since then, uh, on March the sixth, which is when I got to really good sighting. Uh, I go to that same area every year on March the 6th and uh, just for, you know, like an anniversary thing. And plus, you know, I know they were there in the area at that time. <laughs> right. And not, not since haven't had a sighting. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of frustrating, dude. It's 11 years. But, uh, you know, I, I still count myself lucky because there's uh, a lot of people and a lot of researchers out there that had just been going on faith, you know, believing that something is going on out there, you know, without ever having seen it themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I count myself lucky. Yeah. You know, I definitely see there may be an issue with the stream tonight because it's looking kind of grainy there and and on the YouTube channel because mm-hmm. uh, I actually have that, uh, the YouTube channel playing behind me. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, yeah, it looks kind of grainy today. So I, I don't know what necessarily is happening with StreamYard, but they're, Picture quality is pretty lousy tonight. Um, well, anyway, we were going to uh, also cover a, an email uh, uh, or a comment sent to me by none other than Linda Newton Perry this week. And, uh, yeah, so what I'll do is tomorrow I'll, I'll post up, or maybe even later tonight I'm going to post up the video on the channel uh, kind of highlighting the letter she sent me, my response, and, you know, her response to that. Because guess what? We did give Linda Newton Perry an invite to come on the show to explain, you know, what she has, what she claims to have. And, of course, every single time she says, no, no, I'm declining invitation. Of course, because you can't answer the tough questions, but I digress. So anyway, let's talk about Joe. Yeah, let's let's do. (laughs) Joe loves to talk about Joe. (laughs) I so, yeah. Um, so, Joe, let me let me ask this question yeah. to you. Mm-hmm. What started you in the Bigfoot world? Uh, finding a footprint. Really, um, that's that's the basics of it. When I was fourteen years old, I was uh, I was out doing some squirrel hunting, uh, which uh, I used to do quite often when I was a kid. And uh, right here in this western New York, where I'm not quite where I'm living now, but a little north of me where I grew up. And uh, walking along this creek called Keshequa Creek. And um, uh, heading for, you know, just going up the creek and up ahead of me. Um, I, <clears throat> oh, and I should say along the way, you know, I'm looking, I'm noticing, you know, deer track, you know, here. Oh, by the water's edge over here, there's some raccoon tracks over here in the mud. Uh, things of that nature. And up ahead of me, I see this track that from the distance I'm at at first, um, 
the first thing that popped into my head was a bear track. Mm. Um, and we have bears around there. There's, there's plenty of bears. Um, but around that particular area, you're not really used to seeing them all that often. So, um, I'm, I'm thinking bear track. So I walk up to it and I realize there's more to the track than what I was seeing. I was only seeing the front half of the track from the distance I was. Right. When I got up on it, I noticed that it was a lot bigger than I thought it was. And part of the track from about midfoot back was in harder, rockier ground. So it didn't make as big of an impression. Uh, the front half of the foot was actually a bit deeper because it was in softer, uh, sandier soil. Uh, and uh, it was uh, it was uh, five toes. Um, to me, when I was first looking at it, I went, oh, that's not a bear print. And I, that looks like a, a, a human footprint, you know. Hmm. And I'm like, holy crap, you know, the size of it and... The thing had to have been at least 14 inches, you know. Um, of course, I didn't, you know, I wasn't even into anything, so I'm not measuring it. But right. just by memory and from experience afterwards, I'd say it was at least 14 inches, maybe 16. But um, I know that I thought to myself, wow, that is one big person uh, to leave a footprint like that. And as I looked, I could see more impressions from there. Uh, up uh, towards right. the wood line and they were in the grass and they were spaced pretty far apart you know and I thought <laughs> Jesus Christ this guy's huge look at the you know look at the freaking range you know his stride look how yeah. long it is right so yeah. I'm thinking big crazy hermit right lives out here and um, so I started following him a little bit uh, seeing how far into the woods I could follow him. Why I would want to, at 14 years old, follow the footprints of what I thought was a big, crazy hermit. <laughs> There's no telling now. Um, but I got into the woods, and I lost lost the tracks pretty quickly after they entered the wood line. Um, and so I got distracted after that by a squirrel barking off in the distance. And that's what I was out there doing originally was squirrel hunting. So pretty much forgot about that, the track thing, and started trying to hone in on where that squirrel was barking from. Right. And as I got closer to where he was, I came across this huge pine tree. And at the base of this pine tree was a structure. Um, and it was made out of pine branches and, you know, uh, there was other uh, stuff that was piled in on it, like ferns and things of that nature. Hmm. And my first thought was that somebody had built a fort out there, you know, um, or something like that. Or perhaps some other animal made a nest, right? Because we know bears will do stuff like that um, at times. Um, and I thought, well, gee, man, that's that's pretty big, though. Um, so I started walking a little closer to it. And, and this is the only time in my life. That I've ever actually smelled something bad. Um, and as I got closer to this thing, I could smell a smell coming from it, which the only way I could describe it is the smell of urine and dirty socks um, and like feces, you know, mm. but it was really, really strong. Now that only, that only 
reinforced my idea that there's this big crazy hermit living out there and he's living in that thing right um so then the hair on the back of my neck rose and i thought what if he's out here right now yeah and, and i started <laughs> yeah i started looking around and i'm like okay forget the squirrel i think i'm gonna go home now and so i went home and uh to make a long story even longer um i was watching um I think that's when I first caught the uh, episode of uh, In Search Of, um, where they did the Bigfoot and Yeti and, you know, uh, the PG film and stuff. Yeah. And that's when a little light bulb went off in my head and I went, holy crap, what if that was a Bigfoot print? A Bigfoot footprint (laughs) instead of a big old crazy hermit. Right. Um. And what if that thing was a Bigfoot shelter? Now, that part, I'm not sure. I still think it could have been just some smelly freaking bushcrafter that made that one. But the footprint was undeniable to me after that point. And that's I, that's what started me, man. And I've been on the search uh, ever since, man. Ever since. Well, that's really good. And, and obviously, you know, as, as Tax said, that was a long time ago. A long time ago. Yeah. yeah. So you've been at this since what? 78. <clears throat> 78. Yep. Wow. That predates me being involved <laughs> in this by 20 years. Yeah. Well, you'd think I'd know a whole lot too, man, but I don't. Yeah. Hey, I was squirrel hunting back then. Squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> um. oh. Love them fried squirrels. Some people like to put them in like a stew, but. Mm, I'd rather have one fried. Yeah, we used that's how we used to do is fry them up. Yep. Yuck. <laughs> hey man, when you're a country folk like that, man, a lot of our meat came from them woods, man. Oh so yeah, man. Yeah. You ate what you could shoot. Yeah, I I, I understand. Squirrel and rabbit, you know. I love the, of... the back the hind legs on the rabbit. Delicious. Yeah. And uh, lots just of like uh, as, as good as any uh, chicken white breast meat that you'd ever had in your life mm-hmm. and when uh my wife uh first came here of course she's from thailand she said See, uh that's what i would prefer oh, okay yeah <laughs> she said uh is it true you eat rabbits here i said yeah she said no 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 rabbits is a pets we don't eat uh, the rabbits in thailand <laughs> I said, well, they eat them in China, don't they? Do they eat dogs in Thailand? They, they eat cats. Um, no, no, I don't know. I don't think they eat cats or dogs, but I know they do eat cats in China. But uh, she just, where, uh, where do you think catsup comes from? Yeah. <laughs> but she was horrified, you know, about the prospect of me having eaten rabbit. Yeah. And, uh, to the and she the way she explained it to me it was she wouldn't have thought any less of me if I'd eat dogs and cats you know it's actually pretty much the same rabbit cat dog all the same to them but uh, I don't know I may I may have ate a cat I don't know I ate at some Chinese restaurants before that was really good <laughs> heard it heard it if it was a cat I'd eat one I don't hey, I've, I've eaten a barn pigeon before man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, no, the weirdest thing I've eaten is alligator. Alligator's pretty good, man. I ate some gator nuggets. 
Yeah, they're all right. One bad. That's that's it for me. Now, I don't know if it's true or not, but when I, when I was a kid, uh, there was a story about this old man from uh, a kind of country area of our area here. It's called North Pound, and it's like back up in the hills, and that's it. You know, and then uh, the the rumor was that he had shot a bald eagle. I'm talking about the American bald eagle. You know, he'd seen it flying over and shot it. And took that dude home and cooked it and ate it. Oh, wow. And uh, the reason we know about it is because he always told everybody, he said, yeah, took me one of the eagles. said, find the toughest thing you ever had in your life. I had to boil it and boil it. And it's still a tough piece of tough. You couldn't eat it. That's him. I wonder how much how many squirrels this guy has eaten. Probably uh, a lot more than me. Yeah, I'm sure he was raised on them. Uh, that, that, was, that was the dude we were talking about earlier. Hey, that's the guy. That guy's eating possum. And <laughs> I, I guarantee it. I guarantee yeah, it. Yeah, yeah uh, shot that, that eagle and had to boil it and boil it. You can tell, man. I can tell that guy ate has eaten everything that walks, crawls, swims, or flies, <laughs> man. Oh, oh! Uh, I, I, shouldn't I, say, I, could, I shouldn't say bad things about like about that from Kentucky, but you know. Sometimes my honesty crosses a barrier of. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> yeah. you know, I'll have to do the, the and that's all I got to say about that. Full disclaimer: I have comes. never shot or eaten a bald eagle here, so. But there are people that has. And they're not even bald. <laughs> no, no. They have more feathers on their head than I have hair on my head. Yeah. So how can they be? I don't know. Anyway. Ready? I've so, seen them before over at Mammoth Cave. Yeah, they're they're pretty. So, so Joe, let's let's get yeah. back to yeah. uh, let's get yeah. back on point here. So okay. what you know what has been your most best experience in in all your years of research? I mean, obviously you've heard other stories. What? But first, what's your own personal experience aside from your sighting during your research period that you have encountered? Um, well, let's see. Um, all right, let's go for an easier one. Your favorite yeah. color, yeah, <laughs> red, red. Um, no, um, I don't know. The first encounter, well, I, I can only say I think it's an encounter because I didn't see them. But I sure, I damn sure heard them, um, and they threw shit at us like pine cones. But um, I think other than that, really, I'll tell you what one of my most amazing or most fun was. Um, the first time I had one walk up on me in the dark uh, at my campsite and watch me play harmonica really badly for about five minutes. Yeah, now we now we drive all the Homo sapiens off. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I think that was probably the most fun or memorable, really. I mean, other than the actual face to face, and it might have been him that I met face to face later on. Maybe that's why he didn't kill me. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, just sitting there um, by my campfire, um, playing the harmonica, you know, trying to get better at it, you know, and I'm the only one out there. Um, so, you know, just sitting there playing it and 
um, after a while, I heard uh, I heard some noises in the forest, you know, which is not uncommon at nighttime. You know, there's lots of animals out there. Uh, some uh, branches or not, I, I should say twigs, because uh, something stepping on twigs, moving through the forest, right? A uh, couple of cracks, cracks, crunch, crunch, you know, and what sounded like something walking and getting closer and uh so i would look up and uh didn't see anything and i'd go back to playing my harmonica and finally i heard like just some definite it was about six i would say just uh you know crunch 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 and then stop and um nothing after that so i'm like okay there's something out there beyond behind my firelight in the trees and i can't see it okay what could it be well it could be not a deer because that didn't sound like a deer walking uh not a bear because it didn't sound like a bear walking it sounded like a person so okay is there somebody a person standing out there which is a creepy thought to yeah. me mm. more creepier than if it's a bigfoot I, I don't know why but it just that would be creepier to me uh, so I'm playing harmonica and I, I, instead of raising my head, I kind of look up and I look around, see if I can see anything and I catch this glow and I'm like, what is that? You know? Okay. Playing harmonica. I'm like, is that eye shine? Okay. So I'm looking and I look up again just to make sure that I'm seeing what I'm seeing. Now it's still there. Yeah. Um, and then it blinks. And I went, oh, okay. Um, playing the harmonica, and is that an owl? I don't know, but I don't think owls make noises crunching through the forest. Right. So uh, 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 look up. No, it's still there. Uh, 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 uh. And then I look up one more time, and they disappear. And then I realized, well, they didn't disappear. Because after they disappeared, I hear crunch, 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 something walking away. Well, they didn't disappear. It just turned its round and turned its back on me and walked away from me. And I went, hmm, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And went back to playing the harmonica badly because I didn't know what else to do. Like, I'm not going to jump up and chase it. No. Um, even though I really, really wanted to make sure what it was. Um, the next day, I can tell you there was no branch at, at the level those the, the eye shine was for it to be any kind of a bird perched on a branch. Right. So whatever that eye shine was, was attached to whatever made those steps towards right. me. And yeah, it was a Sasquatch. There's no doubt in my mind that it was. And so that was fun. That was fun. Um, one of the only times, and I'll tell you, that's that's the honest to God truth, man, that in all this time, that's the only time I've seen eye shine. Well, the only time. Uh, what, what color did you get out of it? Was it like a... Um, you know, that's the funny thing is, as I kept thinking, you know, what color is, was that the actual color or was it because of the firelight, but yeah. it was an amberish kind of a color. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
a lot i've heard a lot of people describe you know different colors depending on what kind of light was shining on the mm-hmm. eyes you know mm-hmm. and I, i've not seen anything other than like a red orange yeah uh, here yeah but uh yeah. i've heard people describe uh like even a blue yeah. uh green um yeah, the only thing I could equate it to was kind of like almost the color of a traffic light, almost. Yeah, yeah. And we do have a question in chat from Tack. What makes Joe think that the Finger Lakes region is as good a place to research, and how does it compare to the Adirondacks? Uh, what makes me think it's a good place? Well, because there's a lot of reports that have come out of this area, um, reports that have been reported to other agencies. Um, and plus the reports that I get from people um, just talking to them who will do things like Steve just said, uh, you'll be talking and it'll be like, well, you know, I actually did think I saw something uh, when we were camping uh, over XYZ. Um, so, yeah. And um, another reason why I think so is uh, because, well, there's plenty of what Sasquatch needs. Um, right. food cover and water um in this area um how does it compare to the adirondacks um i can't make a, a true comparison because i've only been in the adirondacks a few times um but i think just given the terrain and etc um whatever the population size is in new york and Again, this is speculation on my part, folks. Don't don't take it as I'm saying this is fact. I think that possibly 60 percent of what that population may be in this state probably is in the Adirondacks, and then the rest of it is spread out throughout the state. I don't have anything that I can say that that's a concrete thing, but it's just a mm-hmm. feeling I get. Yeah. What about the Jay asks, what about the Cuba area, Joe? And you know what? I love Cuba because of that place called Cuba Cheese. Oh, man. My life loves that place, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm actually currently trying to uh, to uh, upload a video. I got to clear some space. We actually went out to Cuba uh, yesterday. Um, yeah, yesterday. And uh, wanted to go. Uh, I was originally going to go to my regular research spot where I've had my encounter and all that stuff. Um, but my wife was like, well, I want to go to the cheese shop in Cuba again. And um, I said, well, OK, fine. I'll readjust my plans. If you want to go, then we'll we'll go to uh, Cuba because um, there is a place there um, that and. Uh, you know, it's no secret, I don't think, especially not around here. Mm-hmm. It's a place called the Hanging Bog. Um, and apparently it's not very secret because the logger that told me I was talking to a logger one day and I said, you know, and, and that was when I was in my usual research area. They were doing a little bit of logging in there. And um, I asked him, I said, well, you know, in all the years, have you ever run across anything out here that, uh, you know, was strange or weird or you know anything to do he's like what do you mean like sasquatch (laughs) i said i said well yeah as a matter of fact sasquatch he said no said no but if you're looking for them you ought to go over to the hanging bog man them (laughs) them people over there 
them people over there are saying they're hanging out there all the time. Mm. And I didn't know where it was exactly at the time, so I had to look it up. And I was like, oh, Cuba. Okay, near the Hanging Box. So, yeah, so we went there the other day and um, had a good time in the woods. I, I didn't find any, you know, anything significant that day. Um, but I just wanted to check it out. You know, you never know what time and when something might happen. Um, now, the first time we went out there, though, my wife and I went out there uh, the first time we ever did. We actually found a track uh, on a trail that was actually crossing this little path. I, I say trail, but it's more like a game trail that everybody else has walked on as they make their way around the, the bog there. And it was going across the trail, like going towards the water. Um, and it was a fairly good track. And I was like, holy cow, you, you got to be kidding me. Uh, because that day we were just... Uh, we were just out there to just survey the area, kind of like a reconnaissance mission. Um, so I didn't have any casting material with me. Mm -hmm. or anything. This time I did. This uh, Yesterday I did. I, I had casting material just in case. But I didn't find any more tracks. Um, but from what I see in that area, if you want me to give my humble opinion, um, I have no doubt that people may have seen things in there or heard things uh related to Sasquatch because that area is perfect habitat for them. I mean, perfect. Yeah. I mean, there's everything a squatch could want in there. So, yeah. You know. So we got a number of comments and questions. I want to, I want to uh, grab too, since uh, chat rooms are popping as usual. And we want to thank everybody for, you know, uh, oh, yeah. contributing to the uh, show here. Uh, Mick says the color of eye shine varies dependent on the light sources in the area. Very true. Uh, it also can be the angle of reflection and refraction and, uh, you know, any atmospheric conditions. Uh oh, there's Morris. Yeah, he's been hanging around my feet and I, I rolled over on his tail a while ago. <laughs> Is that what I heard? Yeah. Hey, Morris. <laughs> um, okay, that's it. So, go on. You got uh, your two minutes of fame. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Rolla says, I think there's quite a few around Chautauqua Lake and Lake Erie. Yep, we've I, I've been out there and investigated a bunch of those, oh. too, with uh, Peter oh. Weimer uh, of the uh, now-defunct uh, Chautauqua Lake Bigfoot Expo. Um, uh, uh, Mick says he has his doubts about the Sasquatch having a Tapita Lucidum. Uh, mm, I don't know. The, uh, the, the, the fellow I saw... Definitely, it just wasn't like uh, normal, you know, non, you know, like non uh, reflective eyes. These things popped, uh, you know, actually giving off much more light source than what was being shined upon it, I believe. Yeah. So I, I think they do have a topina, but, you know, we can always agree to disagree and doesn't mean much I mean, or have have some doubts and having doubts is a good thing. Yeah. Um, Tack asks, have you seen an uptick in sighting since the windmills have gone in? Um, no, I, I really can't say that I have, actually. Mm. Okay, well, that's pretty. Um, Lester Teller asks, what percent of your investigations are daytime to nighttime? Uh, well, currently... Um, most of my investigations right now um, are during the day. Um, and that's only just because of my work schedule and et cetera allows me to. But um, I try to get out um, at night 
um, as much as possible. And I'm going to be doing a lot more because I do believe that even though it's possible to have an encounter or see them during the day, I do believe just by everything that I've gathered throughout the years, I do believe they are most active at night. Um, so, yeah. So Mary's in chat going, Weimer pronounced Weimer. You pronounced that wrong. Well, in actuality, Weimer is a German name. And uh, uh, the just for for folks who, who know anything about German is that usually the uh, the pronunciation of the long uh, vowel on or the long vowel on something like that is usually the second vowel. That's why I pronounce it Weimer. Um, had it been Weimer in German, it would have been W-E-I-M-E-R. And that would have been pronounced Weimer. That's why, you know, uh, one of the words of the uh, or the is uh, D-I-E, but they don't pronounce that die. They pronounce that D. So, uh, yeah. Just and if the German pronunciation, wouldn't the W be pronounced as a V? That is very true. Weimer. Peter Weimer. <laughs> Peter Weimer. Weimer. We're having um, some sauerkraut and Weimers. But uh, yeah, the origin of that name is German, and that's how the traditional pronunciation would be. Actually, if, if it was in Germany, it'd be Weimer. That's why I call them Weimer. Um, but if he wants to call himself Weimer, why not? Um, just like there's a town in uh, in uh, Rensselaer County, New York, uh, northern Rensselaer County, New York, called Spiegeltown. But if you take that um, and, and, and uh, put it in a German pronunciation, it should be called Spiegeltown. But so yes. uh, we have a town here in Kentucky. It's called You Know, U N O. You know, just like you the know. game. Yeah, You Know. But they pronounce it, you know, not uno. You know, that's it. You know. U-N-O. Not and uno. Saying, and, what's their, and what's their motto? <laughs> you know shit. Well, it's an interesting story. <laughs> uh, give me 15 seconds and I'll tell it. Uh, uh, this, this place used to be called Clear Point, Kentucky. And uh, for some reason, they got notoriously, uh, notoriously known because there was a uh, bootlegger there who had a steal. And he sold alcoholic product. And so everybody started calling it, instead of Clear Point, they started calling it Clear Pint, Kentucky. And then uh, after a while, they changed the name because everybody's trying to keep it secret. They said, where are you going? I, I'm going to, uh, uh, you know, you know. Uh, <laughs> because they were going to buy my pint. Okay. Story ah, over. Mick, das ist wichtig. <laughs> Beamer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could see a Abbott and Costello moment going on there between two people with that. It'd be like, so where are you from? And they go, you know. You know. And you go, no, I don't. That's why I'm asking you. Yeah. Where are you from? You know. You no, know. I don't. Don't know. That's why I'm yeah, asking you. Know. Bob Wilmy says there's a town in Kentucky called Rabbit Hash. Oh, dude. I mean, you know, it. If you can, I, I've done it. There, you can, if you Google uh, funny whatever Kentucky you, places and you names, do, do not go to a diner in any town called Rabbit Hash. <laughs> I mean, it's like at some point, did people in Kentucky just give up on names and just be like, oh, <laughs> we have to go to Florida. We're or, I'm sorry, it. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah. They have Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Absolutely. They have Bird in Hand, Pennsylvania. And they have Blue Ball, Pennsylvania. I'm not going there. No. <laughs> yeah. 
So, and, but, and the uh, funny yeah. thing is, is they have these t-shirts down there. Yeah. Virginia may be for lovers, but Pennsylvania has intercourse. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, that's all. T-shirt that says that. Yeah. Well, you know, most of our Kentucky, the odd place names came from like the 1700s, because Kentucky was made into a state around 1791, and as the people came in, they started saying, "Oh, okay." They, they get to, you know, there's places local here that's called a uh, Goosehorn, uh, <laughs> you name it. You know, Seymour. Okay. Well, that's actually not too bad. There's a Seymour, Indiana, too. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Time to get in there and uh, do not click on this. This person's going to Somebody. Somebody's oh, we got a trying to hijack this. Our first spammer in the chat. chat. Oh, wow. All right. They haven't caught on to mine yet, but I'm waiting now that I've... I just saw this happen on somebody else's show the other night. I think it was Pat Turner's for Squatch Talk. Had somebody trying to to uh, hijack the chat too with that stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah that won't last long here <laughs> but you know i when we were doing the shows on the other format uh talk uh or was it talk talk radio or something blog talk radio yeah uh we would get the occasional call-in guy that was you know jokester or whatever prankster right. and it was kind of funny you know i, I kind of miss that from every now and then but you know, Tech got on him pretty fast too. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> yeah, tax the man. Wow. Oh, prairie fire. <laughs> well, they won't be. Uh, they won't be uh, going long because they got reported too. So. I see that prairie fire, but we're probably not going to put that up on the screen. But uh, I, I feel for you. I, I, I can, I can sympathize with you. So, you know, what, what are some of the, um, Joe, what are some of the research, I mean, techniques? I mean, obviously the harmonica, that's pretty interesting and, and pretty out of the box type of thing. I think that's, well, you know, the funny thing is I wasn't even thinking that way when I did it. I did, I had no (laughs) idea. It wasn't until after, you know, something happened and it, you know, that it did bring something around that I went, Hey, that's not a bad idea to kind of keep doing that, you know? Um, but techniques, I'll tell you my, my favorite technique, although I do <laughs> like actually taking my night scope, uh, my night scope monocle, whatever you want to call it, it's a night scope. Yeah, I do like taking that out and wandering away from my camp ways and yep. standing in the woods and, and just scanning kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but really, I guess my my basic technique has always stayed the same, and that is. Just try to draw their curiosity by acting like I'm not looking for them. Right. Um, And just kind of, you know, trying sometimes to think of things that would, would, would catch their attention, you know? Right. Um, I wish I could claim that playing the harmonica was a conscious thing that I thought of doing, but it wasn't. Um, It just happened to work, apparently. Um, But yeah, so I mean, um, and 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 I I, I try to uh, have my camera and film and you know and just you know as a way of showing them that hey this is nothing whatever I've got in my hand here this is nothing because I'll trade it on myself and 
you yeah. know, just as a way of like, hey, this is not something to be afraid of. And the reason I got that idea was because somebody said, well, you know, maybe you should try something like that, like, you know, filming. Because if you go by the assumption that sometimes they might, if they're around, they might be watching you, right? Yeah. Um, so let them see that whatever that thing is, it's it doesn't hurt anything. Mechanical. So, you know, basically that's what I try to do is just, you know, act myself, you know, and and above all, not act like I'm looking for them. Yeah. You know, Bob Lemmy said wear and Hawaiian wear a Hawaiian shirt. We also want to throw out a hello to Prairie Fire. Welcome, Prairie Fire. Good to see you again. Um Mary Roller says, uh, music, little kids, two juveniles, love my dogs. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Nick says, actually, a harmonica or any other instrument isn't a, a bad idea. It's bound to catch at least the attention of any Sasquatch in earshot. Yeah. It, interesting. Henry yeah. Franzoni used to play the drums out there. I don't know. That's a percussion's kind of a tough thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, think. I would, I would, yeah, yeah the, the, the uh, incantations and, of, you know, some. Uh, you want to get you want to get a good laugh. Uh, we haven't had a laugh in a little bit, but uh, I was just uh, traversing some stuff. But there was a picture of the team that we had gone. Uh, you had gone out. Well, you know the crew, right there, Joe. There's the crew yeah. that we went out with, yeah. and uh, what, a, what a great group they are. Um, well, we ended up. Uh, we were taking this picture, and there's Tack in there, and we were taking this picture, and we decided, hey, let's act like there's something behind us, like a Bigfoot in the woods. So we took the picture. Next one is hilarious. And I swear to God, I think, I, you know, the dog taking a crap was not meant to be in the <laughs> picture. <laughs> so while our backs were turned, you know, I'll come in there for a quick. <laughs> so I figured I'd throw that yeah, out there. While your backs were turned, the dog photo bombed you. I love it. Yeah, he photobombed us. He did more than that. Yeah. He bombed us already. She bombed us, I should say. Oh, that's priceless. I love that. Now, yeah. now, Sherry will will deny that the dog is actually doing its physical thing. It was just running by, but the picture looks good. Yeah, yeah. Picture says a thousand words. It does. Uh, um, oh man. Sorry, had to had to do it. Had to put that in there just for laughs. Uh, <laughs> Lester well, Tellers, did you smell that Bigfoot? <laughs> uh, B. You killing me, Lester. Uh, oh, <laughs> of all well, times, yeah. Joe. Well, uh, yeah. Now she figured all her backs returned. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's yeah. looking, right? Okay, That's good. it. This looks like a good place for a grumper right here. <laughs> but yeah, you see that that's the beautiful thing about, you know, squatching is is the 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 camaraderie in the community and you know, if you can keep the drama out and Joe, you know that most of my all my team is handpicked. Yeah, you know, somebody comes to me, start talking. Hey, you, you know, I, I get a feel for the person. You want to come out, come along, and then next thing, you know, they're part of a group. Right. And uh, you know, it's really, and you know, this group has been together uh, since at least 2014, 2015. Yeah, 
2014, we started, 2013, we started building the team. And then 2014, 2015, 2016, you know. So, and we're, we're adding very, very slowly to our, our, our band, merry band of folks. But, you know, nobody's out for publicity. Nobody's out for their own, own good. We all get out there. We all throw in our own ideas. Yeah. And anybody that's been on my team knows that my number one, my number one rule is have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to, you know, it's not fun if you're running something like a military operation uh, necessarily, <laughs> right. or you know, right. you're barking out commands. You need to be up there. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, Prairie Fire asked, uh, does anyone have a clue what a Sasquatch's caloric intake would be on an average daily day? Um, <clears throat> well, if you think about it, it probably would have to be somewhere between three to 5,000 calories to maintain a body weight of four to 500 pounds. So, um, you know, that's based, I, I've looked into that before. So that one's right yeah. off the top of my head. So yeah, it would, it would need to, uh, I agree with that, definitely. that's why I believe they're, they're omnivorous because, uh, for the, 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 the Mere fact is, is that meat will give you the most calories and fat and, will give you the most calories. Yeah, um, and it would depend on their body type and size, too. Yep. You know, uh, Bob you says those... the question is Has Joe seen a porcupine? Nope. 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 They don't exist. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I know they're here in New York, man, but I have never, that's a genuine question. I've never seen it. I've never seen a porcupine. I know that sounds like weird as hell, but even as a kid running around the forest in New York hunting squirrels, man, that look, see, there's one. That's one I took but, uh, uh, I in the daytime. I've, I've never actually seen one. You sure that's not a suit, Steve? Look at that. Yeah, couldn't that be a a, a groundhog in a porcupine? <laughs> suit? I mean, yeah. look at that face. Looks a lot like a groundhog. <laughs> well, you know, they are quite related. <laughs> I think that's a porcupine. No, I, I don't hope, think uh, we have any uh, porcupines in Kentucky currently. You know, I'm sure there were some here at one point, uh, which they might make a comeback. On the black bears seem to be making a comeback now. They, uh, there were a lot of those here earlier, and I guess uh, we killed them out. <laughs> now, now they started to come back a little bit when people stopped killing them out. That's what it is. That's a groundhog in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's a woodchuck, man. It's a woodchuck. He's just yeah. a... And uh, hello, Christy. Good to see y'all. Hi, Christy. And um, oh. and uh, Mike says that if you want to see a... Um, where is it? Uh, if you want to see a porcupine, he said drive up 15A. <laughs> okay. All right, I'll so, keep that Very, very true. Porcupine or bone eaters. So we're yes, indeed. And that's yes, one theory indeed. is the reason why we have uh, the Gigantopithecus fossils. Uh, the porcupines had drug them into the caves, chewing yep. up the bones and stuff, and yep. uh, their teeth were so tough that the porcupines couldn't eat the teeth. So that's they were left in the caves and found later by. Uh, the scientists. Oh, yeah, the, and that's uh, one of the major reasons why you don't often find a lot of bones all over the forest because porcupines are helping clean them up. They love the calcium from the bone, yeah. Weird. 
Here, a couple of questions. B, Sasquatchers. People said their BF clear photo is only a porcupine. Do you know about this? I don't, but I bet you uh, they do get confused sometimes for a Sasquatch. You know, yeah. if they come close to a camera, you just see these, you know, the, these long strand, the quills, and they can look like hair, too. Um, so, hmm. interesting. I've seen a video of one up in a tree, Steve, too, and they, they thought, you know, maybe that was a small Sasquatch, but it turned yeah. out. I think it was. I, I'm not particularly sure which video um talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, do you think Sasquatch can run down a deer or it, it or it their present disorienting them? Um, I'm pretty sure they probably can run down a deer if they're smart. Um, yeah. Well, I think they can. Um, not that I've ever seen one running very fast. I haven't. Because uh, the one I did actually see up close wasn't moving. <laughs> Thank God. Hello, Loretta. Welcome. Um, Welcome to the show. But I think they can chase one down. I, I can just go off of one experience that a guy told me that he experienced. It was a bow hunter um, that had shot a buck um, and dropped it in his clearing. And he said a squatch came crashing off out of the uh, tree line to his left came crashing out and moved faster than anything he'd ever seen move in his life, grabbed that buck by the antlers without breaking stride and dragged it into the opposite side of the trees and was gone. So, hmm. and I, I believe what this guy said. Um, now I didn't get to see it right after the incident, but I did go out to check out the area. I did manage to see the area he was talking about where he was hunting and that happened that little uh, clearing um so i know all that part of his of what he was saying is true that place that spot actually existed um so i have no doubt that that what he said was true and so if that's any indication yeah they can they can probably move fast yeah. enough to run them down so there was well, there's a lot of comments popping in the chat room right now um uh, you know, Sherry saying, I've heard them stealing from hunters. Absolutely. Uh, I tracked one that had come behind from behind and grabbed one, got into a turning fight. And, uh, they're back again. So, uh, I, uh, you know, I've, I've never seen one, uh, eating a deer or dragging a deer or anything, but it is kind of odd that, uh, the, uh, the places where you find Sasquatch, uh, Bigfoot, uh, is often places where there's a large population of deer. So they, they seem to correlate, correlate that they're, they're found together anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, and Tactical had asked a question about the uh, what's the best evidence that I have come across personally. Well, I mean that that's subjective, actually, Tactical, um, because I would say the best evidence I've come across personally is actually seeing one from about 15 yards away. Now, of course, that's only for me because I don't have pictures of that, so it's just a story for most part for most people. Um, but I guess I'd have to say footprints I was able to cast. Um, which, you know, again, hasn't been a whole lot, but that's probably probably the most, yeah, best evidence right. I've ever come across is footprints. Right. 
I mean, a lot of other evidence, I admit, man, and you've heard, you know, people that have watched my shows uh, have heard me say it. Um, a lot of the other stuff that's considered Sasquatch evidence, maybe it is, but I can't, I can't chalk it up as being that automatically, you know. Wow, yeah. so many new names here we got. I just want to throw a shout out to Patrick Vaughn. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Patrick. Um, and we have also Life as a Flyaway is in here. Welcome. Welcome. Life. Welcome. Life um, is a flyaway. And uh, life also, there's some easier meals in the dirt to choose from as well. Yes. Absolutely. There's, yeah. there's sure. smaller critters, uh, rabbits, raccoons. And, yeah. And, and uh, there's, there's lots of leafy uh, vegetation stuff. You know, that's. Yeah. Well, think about it, too. You know, a porcupine, you know, comes equipped with its own, you know, quills for putting on, you know, like a kebab. No, I'm <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Porcupine um, kebabs. Um, but, okay. yeah, uh, there Morse are gone. a lot of easier meals, too. Go, so. go, go. Quit. Morris is attacking me. I heard I heard Morris. Morris, <laughs> yeah. Morris wants to be a ham today, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, one of the questions is um, that Mike asked, and I saw it earlier before another knucklehead came in, is um, what is the most interesting piece of evidence you've come across during your years of investigation? Yeah, I just said that, yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, yeah you were paying attention to just the side problem. Yeah. The siding. Can you talk to us about your siding, Joe? The, the best one you've had just a little bit? Uh, well, it's the best one I've had in, in, in that it's the only one that I've had really that I can say truly. Um, and, um, yeah, sure. I can, you know, I, I don't mind talking about it. Um, I had a lot, I had, I had a hard time coming to grips with it for a long time. To tell you the truth, but, um, yeah, I was just, uh, it was a day that I had decided to go out to this area. Um, yeah that I've been going now for forever. And it's the one where I was playing harmonica badly and saw the eye shine. And I was going back out. I left my hiking stick um, that I usually carried with me. I'd left it out there like the week before um, when I was traveling through the area. And I happened to um, cast a footprint um, out there and left the stick there. Um, and, and then, so I decided, well, I got to go back out there and get that. Cause I'm not leaving it out there. I bought that thing. Right. Um, and it's got some stuff on the side of it, the places it's been with me and stuff. So it's, you know, sentimental value, but I'm going to leave it out there. And I was just going out there that day, um, to go retrieve that stick. And as I, I drove down a road and went around a little turnaround and parked near a, a spot that I like to camp and. I got out of my Jeep and I walked towards the trail and walking towards where um, I entered the woods to go towards to get the stick. And um, as I'm walking down the trail, I'm not thinking about anything in particular except for looking for this tree that um, I know when I see this tree, this is the area that I have to turn to turn to go in the direction of where the hiking stick is. Right. It was just this weird tree that was uh forked it about seven foot off the ground with a bunch of weird uh pine branches in it um in a weird configuration that i still can't figure out how they got there um but i'm sure there's got to be an explanation um and i'm looking for that and 
as I'm getting close to that tree, I'm glancing at tree and looked at the branches to see if there was any change in them. There wasn't. And I took a step and I started to, I, I glanced back in front of me, took a step. And I know I looked right at it without seeing it. There was a deer that was laying in this grass, this tall grass right in front of me. Did not see the deer laying there. I took a step forward and that's when the deer decided I was too close, uh, which was about 15 feet away um, and exploded out of that grass um, and took off to the left. Scared the living crap out of me because yep. I didn't see it and it was right there. Right. And it startled me and I went, holy. And just at that second, it all happened all in a split second. That deer did that. I reacted and I heard a scream and a big whack and a scream. And I looked over to my right and there it was standing there about 15 yards away from me. I wouldn't, I would say about 40 feet. And yeah. it was just huge, uh, massive, hair covered uh, hominid. That's what it was standing there looking at me. Um, and I automatically went, Whoa, yeah. I didn't mean to fuck up your day, big guy. And started to take three steps backwards and he didn't move. And I kind of turned just slightly to head back out towards my Jeep, right. keeping him in my peripheral to see if he was going to move. Yeah. And he didn't. And I kind of slowly sidled my way up that way. And then eventually I finally turned once he actually got out of my peripheral and I could no longer see him, turned totally away and started a fat man jog uh, <laughs> back out to my Jeep. And um, I got out to my Jeep and opened the door and sat down out of breath. And I was just like, holy fuck, what just happened? Did I see, did it, did that just really happen to me? Right. Did I really see what I just saw? And I was looking back at the tree line, fully expecting to see him at least standing in the trees, staring at me. Yeah. But I never heard him move. I never heard him follow me. And I didn't see him standing there. And, you know, it took me a little while to calm down from a heart heartbeat to normalize a little bit right. to where I could actually drive. And uh, even after I think I had felt like I calmed myself down as I put the key in the ignition. I'm doing one of these numbers, you know, shaking a little bit. And, and then I just, uh, I pulled away, man. And, you know, and would glance out the side window every now and then just to see if I could see all the way out, man. And, and the whole way home, just thinking, Oh my God, what the fuck? I don't know. What the hell did I see that or what? I mean, it was incredible, man. This thing was huge, man. And, and and just covered in dark hair i say it's black it looked black but the day was overcast yeah uh wasn't raining but it was really cloudy and, and overcast it, he could have been really dark brown if you want to you know but it looked black to me face yeah. was not as dark as his uh, as his hair um uh, i would say i i i describe it as soot you know, like a sooty color, um, deep set eyes, man. Um, his hair hung a little bit in, he had hair kind of hanging a little bit in his face down to his shoulders, which were looked like they were 10 feet wide. I'm sure they weren't that wide, but 
Um, I mean, he was he was massive. Um, and uh, he just had this look on his face, man. I could see it was just a frown. Mm. You know, yeah. I mean, he wasn't pleased with me, you know. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I just, and for the longest time, I just could not come to grips with the fact that, you know, God damn it, I just saw Sasquatch after 43 years, man. Right. And, you know, somewhere along in there, there was a, God damn it, I didn't get a fucking picture of it. <laughs> and my right. phone was in my back pocket. I will readily tell anybody, I admit that, my phone was right in my back pocket. I remember uh, as I got out of the Jeep, I have one of those phone holder things, and it was in that, and I reached into the Jeep, and I grabbed that after I got out of the Jeep and slipped it in my back pocket. And it was in my back pocket the whole time. Um, and And... You know, I never even understand. Thought, never even crossed my mind to reach for it. Understandable, and and you see, that's why I have a lot of of, of arguments with people who get some of the videos that they have when they have, especially when they have little children and the Bigfoot's only like thirty feet away. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like that. That psychologically doesn't make any sense. No. Um. But well, uh, but anyway, uh, let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you a couple of questions. Yeah. So. When you went home, you didn't tell your wife right away because no, you know, that's how much how you felt that you know you 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 didn't have doubts about what you had seen, but you had thoughts of what people would think about you. I think. Well, I don't know. I think to a certain degree, Steve, I may have had doubts, even though I knew what mm -hmm. I just saw. You know, I think there was a small bit of me in there going, holy shit, man, was I fucking hallucinating? <laughs> you know, I mean, because even though, you know, I've been doing, like I said, since 1978, and I firmly believe there had been something out there, it's still something that most people don't believe in, that think it's yeah. fake. It's not supposed to be real. Even though I've been chasing it and I've been finding little bits here and there, footprints, et cetera, that tell me that there's something out there, I think for a little bit, yeah, I was like, man, I, was I hallucinating? Was I, did I imagine that? Or nobody's going to believe me anyway. And so, yeah, no, I didn't tell my wife right away. I, I think it took me at least a month, maybe two, before I even told her. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it took yeah. even longer for me to tell anybody else. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. Now, did you find that it was kind of relieving uh, to get it off your shoulders, though, once you started talking about it? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And when I did um, uh, a show with uh, Leon, um, to uh, uh, Leon Thomas Thompson. Yes, and, Bigfoot uh, Okanagan. Yes. Bigfoot and uh, Okanagan. by the way. Happy birthday to Leon! Today's his birthday. Oh, absolutely! Leon. Happy birthday to Leon! Happy birthday! Happy birthday. And uh, Thomas Steenberg, and I talked to those two guys. They interviewed me on my show about it. Mm -hmm. um, and absolutely, after I talked to them, that was what the one point where I think I finally had the most relief out of telling it to anybody, yeah. you know. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, um, finally getting it off my chest to people that I can't say are, are just automatically going to believe me because they don't. But, yeah. Because I know what happened, I knew that, well, these guys, 
if my story is true, they're going to believe me. Hmm. And my story's true. So um, I had no problem with them talking to me about it and asking me certain questions and probing yeah. questions about it. Because that's what I needed to convince me myself that I really did see what I saw, even though I knew what I saw, if that makes any sense. And you had said yeah. something to me on your podcast that, that you know, made a lot of, of sense because you were talking about that, too. And um, and that is, you know, I have nothing to fear because the truth is on my side. Yeah. You know, ask, ask away. I, I've got nothing, you know, nothing to hide. I, I got the truth. I don't have to worry about people. That's why you're, you know, you're very willing to answer questions about it. And I, I applaud that. Absolutely. Um, another question. Uh, do you go out at night during hunting season since hunters see them a lot? Um, I don't go out during hunting season a lot, period, because of hunters. Um, but that's usually during the day because you're not allowed to hunt after that, you know, at night anyway. But um, no, I wouldn't say a lot. Um, and it depends. In the wintertime, it depends on how much snow is on the ground. I got to tell you the truth because I'm old, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah yeah that winter stuff i, I don't well, react to the cold and the snow as well as i used to during deer season i think it's a good idea to stay out of the woods unless you've got some place yeah. that you can go where there's no deer hunting allowed or something right and then maybe you, you can get away with it but uh during deer season uh try to stay out of the woods <laughs> yeah yeah i do I think at least the during the day the night time, yeah, yeah. And, and really it's for me it's not in the, it's not because of the fear of being shot by a hunter it's to just stay the fuck out of their way yeah you know yeah you're walking around tromping around scaring up their deer that's right nobody's gonna be happy about that it's exactly. like it's like taking a jet ski near a fishery right so yeah because you know unlike uh unlike uh, our hairy friends that we look for the, the hairy things they look for tend to you know skedaddle when there's people a lot of people around making noise yeah, yeah so. i think joe joe made the important point there too but it's not that we think the hunters are going to shoot us hunters they know what they're going to be they know what they're aiming at they know what to shoot and what not to shoot just don't want to scare up, mess up their game. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, just so you know, Aaron is in the house. Aaron. Aaron. And Welcome. it was a pleasure meeting Aaron and his family uh, at the Whitehall Sasquatch Festival. So uh, that was one of the shots that was on the film roll there. But uh, it was a pleasure meeting them. And uh, I'm so glad to actually, you know, shake hands and talk and spend a little bit of time. It was very busy. So, um I just want to do a quick programming note, too. Next week, we're going to have on Craig Woolheater, uh, organizer of Texas Bigfoot Conference. Uh, for those who did not know, uh, people were asking. Uh, I know Aaron was asking about, you know, is the Craig Woolheater interview going to, going to happen? I'm like, yes, uh, it is. Um, Craig was uh, in an accident a couple of days ago. So uh, motor vehicle accident. And yesterday morning, he decided he was going to go to the hospital. He was pretty sore. Luckily, he's just bruised and bumped and, you know, feeling the effects of it. But uh, I, I am uh, uh, glad to hear he's okay, and he'll be joining us next week. Just uh, a few days shy of the Texas Bigfoot Conference, which I'm going to be at. So, And uh, guess what? Uh, I come in pretty early on Sunday, 
So on the 17th, we are going to have a show. Uh, and I'm, you know, going to start my day in Texas, fly out of Shreveport, Louisiana, land in Albany, and get a show ready to go. So, so we'll be we'll be here. Busy day for that day. Yeah, I hope he's. Uh, I hope he heals up nice and and uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing that one. I'm going to watch that show definitely because yeah, I, I recognize that name. I don't know him personally, but Craig has been around for many years doing this. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of uh, history with the uh, TRBC when they were in existence. Um, yeah, writes uh, uh, writes run, for Cryptomundo. Yeah, he runs Cryptomundo now. Yeah. So. Oh, he's running it now. Oh. Yeah, he has been. Yep, since. Lauren Coleman left Crypto Mundo. Lauren went to Crypto Zoo News. Right. So, but uh, yeah, it was uh, so that that should be a, a quite a, a fun time as well. But I just wanted to give everybody that quick update. And again, we want to wish Craig a speedy recovery for that. We'll yeah, see y'all. Absolutely. We'll see him next week. Get well soon, bud. Um. Yeah. So, so Joe, tell me what you you in passion for the future and your squat in your research um well um hopefully to um well up to be specific i actually hope to encounter that individual again um since uh i suspect although uh, like i said I, I i don't know it for sure it could have been totally a different one uh but i suspect it was him that um watched me play harmonica um, I can't be sure of that, but I just suspect it. Maybe it's wishful thinking that it was him, and maybe that's why that day he recognized me and went, oh, this is a bad harmonica player. He just fucked up my hunt, <laughs> but I think I'll let him live, you know. Um, but I'd like to see him again uh, someday, pretty much. Um, and, you know, I don't know, just... Um, you know, see what I can learn about him. I don't, I, and I, you know what? I don't even know how to go about it, even after all these years. I mean, if I see him again, what am I going to be like? Hey, guy, it's me again. Are you feeling a little friendlier? You know, I, I don't know, but I want to find out as much as possible, investigate this until they stick me in the ground um, and just try to find out what he is. Um, because I have my suspicions and I have my hypotheses, but you know, if I went by what my belief is about Bigfoot, then I know all I need to know about him. Yeah. Right. But I can't go by just my belief. I, you know, yep. it warrants further investigation, you know, to Bob's to Bob Lemley says it's not the kill. It's the thrill of the chase. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. So true. Yeah, so true. But, you know, I think that once, you know, if a discovery is made and I'm alive, it's just going to even to me, uh, I'm still going to be out there doing it. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's yeah. like I want to I want to have these encounters. And if there's one thing I can can uh, espouse to you is keep playing that harmonica. Yeah, yeah. because they'll get they'll get like myself. I you know, I had an area that was very, uh, very active for a while. And I would always do the same call when I came in there. Just when mm -hmm. I got there, I'd get there, get in a, you know, do my call just to say, hey, hello, I'm here. 
You know, you're playing at a harmonica. They're going to say, hey, there's that noise again. There's that guy. And we know he's not a threat. Right. Yeah. Right. So and and that's and... really what I want to I want to convey, yeah. really, is that I'm not a threat, you know, and that it's OK for them to approach me. Um, I'm not going to do anything, you know, to harm them, um, yeah. you know, and I do believe they're intelligent enough to understand that. Yep. I don't believe that. I think their 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 ways of thinking are much higher than just animal thinking, um, and I do believe that they have um, uh, their 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, um, cognizant, you know, they are sentient. I think their their abstract thinking is probably a bit different than ours. Um, but I do believe they're intention they're they're intelligent enough to know intentions. Um, so yeah, and as far as the other thing goes with the research, I also uh, with my research, I would sure love to be able to to start doing things um, to try to collect DNA because uh, that's one thing I haven't done a whole lot of um, is like DNA traps, you know, as they call them. Um, and I'd like to try doing a little bit of that and in a kind of a non-invasive, non-harmful way to see if I can collect any kind of DNA. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's that. That's my goal. I always carry the DNA kit with me now. So yeah, those are um, handy. Yeah, they 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 help a lot. Chris, any well, questions from you? I just want to get Joe's impression. If uh, by looking at one. Fairly close, Joe. Did you get the impression that its features would be more ape-like or more human-like? Well, oh, he didn't look like impression? an. He didn't look like an ape. Um, it didn't look look like you know. And like I said, for the longest time, um, I went with the whole Gigantopithecus the, uh, hypothesis because it right. seemed feasible right. uh, to me. Um, but after what I just saw, well, now I have my doubts. Um, I think it's, you know, all in all, as Steve says, we're all primates. So it is definitely yeah. a primate. It's a hominid. Yeah. Um, I do believe it's closer to human than it is to ape myself. Now, that's just my personal beliefs by what I saw. Right. That's right. all. It may turn out that it just looks the way it looks, but it's more akin to a gorilla, you know? Yeah. But, you know, that remains to be seen. I just don't well, get that feeling because there was an intelligence in that thing's eyes that, you know, I just... Not to say that there's not an intelligence in a gorilla's eyes. There are. You can look in them in the eyes and can tell that they're intelligent. Right. But yeah. they're intelligent on a level that, you know, apes are intelligent on. You know what right. I'm saying? This just didn't seem like that. And I know that sounds all kind of like out there and woo, you know, like doesn't really have any basis in science but that's just my feeling you know yeah yeah well you know i just asked you for an opinion joe yeah. <laughs> so, yeah some people you asked and say well you know to me it felt like more ape-like and some people say yeah. to me that it was more human-like you know so yeah. and it could be the difference between the way two different creatures look too you know i mean as humans right. none of us none, no two of us look the same unless we're identical twins right right absolutely Oh. I don't know what it is tonight, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. What the? A lot of playing in the chat room from the uh, 
<laughs> well, I had another question too, but I'm sorry, Joe. It's probably going to put you way too back, too far back, because uh, this is regarding the trackway you found when you were a kid, when you were squirrel uh -huh. hunting. Uh -huh. And uh, I know, I remember you saying that you, you followed it until, you know, it just it went away or you couldn't follow it anymore. Yeah, but once it hits a tree line and into the trees, I didn't see any more tracks. That That's interesting. That That's interesting to me. I, I've experienced that. Uh, I followed a trackway. I'm, I'm estimating around a mile and a half in the woods, and it was they were going from tree to tree. And then all at once, I got to a certain point, and then, like, the tracks disappeared. Where did they yeah. go? Yeah. Okay, there's trees all around. And at the time, it never occurred to me, you know, could they have climbed the tree and plopped down over there somewhere, you know, uh, out of the way? Right, right. Uh, if I could find another trackway like that again, I think I would have a better chance of, of being able to continue following it. Yeah, but uh, that that, that kind of struck me is you know, you find a trackway and then it ends like yeah. and you're in a tree line. Yeah, uh, seem yeah. like to me maybe they can they can throw you off a little bit by it could be. I mean, and, it yeah, it could be a different a, a lot of factors in that. I mean, um, that play into that. Number one, I was 14 and and although I was used to hunting and being out in the woods and hunting animals and. And, and tracking deer, following deer trackways, right. etc. Um, I was 14. I was young. Wasn't that experienced that. I was not what you would call an expert tracker by any means. Yeah. Um, and um, so that played into it. I think also maybe the, the because the strata or the terrain changed um, yeah. as to where it was stepping, that might have played some factor in it that it just right. wasn't leaving footprints. Um, and I'm sure there was probably some other sign in there that it left behind as to what direction it went in. Yeah. Um, be it, uh, well, this blade of grass over here is bent the wrong way or, or it right. brushed against this bush over here and broke a branch. You know, I wasn't experienced enough to see that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it's yeah. really, it's hard to track in the woods anyway, especially if you're not in a, area that's fairly level because mm -hmm. the leaf litter on the ground covers everything up you're like yeah oh man you know where did they go uh but on, on i noticed on the hillsides though it's easier to track because the leaf litter tends to uh to blow downhill and then it'll right. kind of clear out a little space on the ground yeah but uh man when they decide they want to disappear if there's tree they'll they'll disappear when there's trees around yeah so it made me kind of wonder you know yeah. could they be hopping up going over a few feet and dropping down somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. Question from Lester. Uh, what is the longest trackway any of you have seen? You want to <coughs> um, well, um, probably for myself about a mile, I think. Wow. That's pretty, pretty that's, that's long. Yeah. And now these were, you know, these, not every one of these that I was, that I saw was, something that was like crystal clear uh castable type things but it was a definite trackway with uh you know and i followed it for you know i mean i'd say a mile it might have been less i mean i'm not real good with that kind of distance but it was a long way and so 
you know, I would say it was pretty close. It could have been three quarters of a mile, but it was fairly long. Right. Um, and again, after a while, I couldn't follow it anymore. Um, and there was a lot of, of different uh, debris uh, on the ground. You know, there was down trees, which I have no no doubts that they can like jump onto a fallen log and start walking on those instead, you know, and right. not leaving tracks, et cetera, that kind of thing. Yeah, mine was about a hundred yards and that was off the Fort Ann cast as far as a trackway. Um, and you could see where the digs it took going up the hill, the leaves being pushed aside as it's going up the hill. Mm -hmm. Um and it came from a, another area where there was a, a little bit of a creek and there was actually a, a, like some toe impressions and Bill Brand had, had uh, tried to cast those. Um, another time, uh, probably a, a few, uh, probably about 75 yards, but it wasn't necessarily a trackway where it was, it had moved through the woods and you could see where, you know, it had stomped down some brush and the, at the five <laughs> foot nine to six foot level, you could see where all the branches were broken on both yeah. sides of that that mm -hmm. thing that where it walked so something large had just right. walked through there. So yeah, that's mine. How about you, Chris? Anything? Yeah, about like Joe's, maybe you know, maybe around a mile and a half or so. But uh, and I lost oh. it. So, uh, <laughs> but I did learn an important lesson that day. That is, you know, when you're tracking down near the river, if you want to start looking for tracks, you find a place that has an island in the center of the river, and then check the bank on uh, either either side from that island and that's where you might be able to pick up a trackway but uh, other than uh you know following it and i'm like all excited oh god i'm gonna get up i'm gonna get up i'm gonna track them right to it you know <laughs> yeah right. and uh then i around around about a mile and a half <coughs> or so it's just poof yeah where did they go i don't yeah. know right. yeah and at that time you know i, I lost all uh i don't know what I, I wasn't thinking about it until later on after the fact you know could they went up a tree and then, you know, yeah. lost me that way. Should I have went around, you know, further looking yeah. for another area where they would have dropped. But, so, you know, too late now. So Bob Lemley says that I think if you're habitually out in the woods, we were wearing the same clothes that they would learn to trust you. And yeah. the same thing with audibles, you know, if you make yeah. the same sound, they can't automatically see when you come into the woods. But if yeah. you make that sound, they recognize that sound is mm -hmm. just yeah. like the ones in Honubi, Oklahoma, recognize the gunshots, meaning it's the dinner bell. There was a deer drop when they heard a gunshot. Yeah. yeah. So I, kind of, I, kind of, I did that. By, I wore the same clothes, Bob. It's a, the first time I went out and I had a sighting. From then on, I wore the same exact, well, maybe not the same yeah. exact yeah. clothes, but I wore a black jacket. A black T-shirt and black jeans. So yeah. I was like the man in black. Yeah. And every time, every time I went over there. But I, I would also stress that the most important, probably the most important, is the the audible stuff. I think. Yeah. That. Yeah. that yeah, you would do like a, a tree knock or something in your area before you went in when you Steve. Oh man, what is going on tonight? Yeah, there's just been a rash of this stuff lately for apparently on different shows. I don't get it, man. I don't know where it's coming from, but you know, I don't know why all of a sudden. <clears throat> but I think that, uh, yeah, laughing figure Chris was Johnny Cash. <laughs> no. 
no, uh, laughing, uh, we uh, we weren't the same. But I just I did wear the day I was over there and I had a siding. I, I was wearing all black that day. So from then on, I, I wore all black when I went in. And it, you know, it seemed, I had more. I had a few more sightings after that. So it seemed. To, I don't know if that that helped, but uh, I, I think I think every little thing like that might help. Yeah. I mean, I think he would automatically, you know, recognize me by my face. But I mean. Yeah. You know, if I, I do dress very similar, I might not wear the exact same thing I had on that day, yeah. uh, but I always dress very similar. Usually, it's cargo pants, you know, and yeah, and a t-shirt, you know. And I think that you know, they they get used to it, um, you know. And I think they do recognize. <laughs> Bob Lemley said Sam Elliott killed Hitler and then killed Bigfoot. Lol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if you watch you the know. movie, hey, you know, is it is it a coincidence? Is it a coincidence that, I'm not saying this is necessarily true, but is it just a coincidence that just a few days ago I dealt with a Linda Newton Perry email? Hmm. Now, see, you got to fill me in on this. I'm not sure who that is, Steve. That is the Bigfoot Ballyhoo owner. Now, I, I wouldn't think she would be that that necessarily graphic, but it's just maybe it's just oh, a, I think a we coincidence. We talked a little bit but, about this. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. This week uh, I, I got an email from Linda Newton Perry uh, requesting I take down her Hall of Shame page because it's all lies. Uh, more than likely, she's oh, looking for oh. more hits for her website, Steve. That's probably all I tend is. to agree with that. I tend yeah. to agree. We'll we'll gladly uh, we'll gladly uh, give her some hits for her website because it's not really monetized. So, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, I think last time I was on there, which is some years ago, she had like children's books or something for sale i think so ot says i think chat allows for registered yes you have to be registered but you see here's the thing every for every time they've done that multiple times i've reported each one so they're going to get their accounts yanked pretty fast so i'm not really worried about it Yeah, and, and then I hide them from the channel so they can't post anymore anyway. And then the timeouts are just something I'm doing here through StreamYard. But uh, the truth is, is that they yeah. cannot post. Once they post that one, I just go down to each one, you know. So in case they're using different bots, I've been banning each single bot. So but I think some of the things maybe that, that we do by accident, like, you know, Joe's sitting around, you know, practicing on his uh, harmonica, you know. Or, or uh, me, me just wandering out to the car to get batteries. Oh, yeah, right. You know, just uh, some little hello. subtle things that you know happen that interest them, and then next thing you know, you know, wow, they're deciding. You know, there's one looking at us. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of time, I don't think it was planned. You know, it just happened. Yeah. You know? yeah. The, the well, I kind of yeah. like what uh, what uh, Steve puts forth. Uh, really, in, in, in the book, uh, what would Sasquatch do? And what he says, it's like, and I find it hard to do, but, I mean, you kind of got to try to get into the head of a Bigfoot. How is a Bigfoot going to think? Now, that's kind of hard to do because I'm not exactly sure how they would think. But, you know, you got to think, well, they're a primate. They're yep. a hominid. Um, I'm a primate. I'm a hominid. What would make me curious? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I mean, there is that. You just gotta kind of work your way into that if you can, you know, um, to to think of, well, what can I do that would 
raise a curiosity that doesn't seem threatening. You know? Yep. Yep. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Mick says, Joe, Wyndham Perry is a rabbit hole that you don't want to go down. Yeah, apparently not. Yeah. Uh, I'll show you. I'll, if I can, you know what? If I can show you the video after the show, Joe, I will. Okay. So, uh, but anyway, it is that time, folks. Ah. So yeah, it fl always oh. flies by these couple of hours. We we, we actually we, we got on about four four and a half minutes late. So <clears throat> so that's why I've kind of let it stretch past eleven a little bit. Um, because we're at eleven o'clock right now. Um, in case anybody hasn't caught it and you're a fan of The Sopranos, The Many Saints of Newark is now showing on HBO Max. And, uh, man, I saw it last night. Damn good movie. It was Pretty entertaining. Good. Very entertaining. Pretty good. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, people say, well, it wasn't, you know, it was kind of slow. Well, in parts it was, but then so was The Sopranos. Yeah. So, but boy, that was, that was kind of fun. The acting was top notch. I think yeah. the, some of the impressions were top there. The characterizations of the younger ones you'd seen in the Sopranos, yeah. like like Polly and um, uh, Silvio and and um, 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 uh, Artie Bucco and yeah. um, uh, oh, what's the other one? Uh, well, anyway, but Michael Gandolfini, uh, James Gandolfini's son, played a teenage Tony Soprano, and he was phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. And, did a you, know, you, job. you could see his face. You could see James yeah. Gandolfini's face in yeah. Michael Gandolfini. It was, it was, how should I say it? It, it was uh, haunting, but uh, satisfying at the same time. Yeah. So, so anyway. Um, it was good. Worth yeah. a watch. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, of course, it's going to have all your elements that you've had in the, the, the many seasons of The Sopranos. I believe there was eight. And, um all the all those little elements in a in a two hour movie. Wow. Um, yeah. Anyway, Joe, I want to thank you for coming on, Joe. Well, thanks for having me on, do, man. Do your pitch pitch your podcast, please. Uh, well, actually, um, I'm what uh, one of my friends calls the man of many podcasts. Apparently, because I actually have three of them. Um, I do um, uh, New York Sasquatch Live with Joe and Molly on Wednesdays at seven p.m. Eastern. Um, I do Satch Squatch Speaks, which is the show Steve was on. I do that Fridays um, at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then every now and then on a random Sunday, um, I'll do one that I'm calling The Other Bigfoot Show. Um, that one is not a scheduled show. That's just kind of a random thing, you know, that may happen every now and then when I go, hey, I got something to talk about that you know uh, so yeah yep and, and we can uh, find all of those on youtube you can find all of them on my youtube channel which is uh western new york bigfoot investigation group there and, you uh, go they're all listed right there um on their lists of each show and they're always they're always listed by the newest first <coughs> um so that's how they're sorted newest uh is listed first etc so my Facebook page is the same name as my uh, YouTube channel. So yeah. if anybody wants to check that so, out. So get time. over there. Give this man a, subscri a subscribe. Give him some views. Give him some likes. And we'll ask all of you to do the same. Please like, share, and subscribe to these videos. Sharing is caring. And uh, we'll get those uh, videos, uh, these, these shows out. Um, 
Bum. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> there they are again. Oh, uh, but anyway, we want to wish everybody a great week. Uh, Chris, any final words? Uh, just once again, I want to thank uh, Joe for being on. We uh, pleasure having you. We we appreciate it. Uh, thank our, our our wonderful listeners and uh, our, our chatters, <laughs> the chat room. Uh, we we surely appreciate all y'all. And uh, if it's the first time uh, you're watching on YouTube, you know, please consider uh, giving us a subscribe, uh, like, uh, comment, share. You know, uh, it helps the search algorithm, helps us get found. We appreciate it. And, of course, we want to wish everybody a healthy, happy, and safe week. Um, I'm still kicking away here. <laughs> um, so we want to wish everybody a happy, safe week. Everybody... Uh, you know, uh, be safe, keep positive, keep, and, uh, you know, God bless. And of course, keep on squatching folks. We'll catch you all next week with Craig Woolheater, Sunday night, 9 PM Eastern here on Squatch DTV. Catch you all soon. Hey folks, you've been watching Squatch DTV. Join us each week, Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern for the latest on the Bigfoot mystery. As always, we thank you for being our loyal viewers and encourage all to subscribe to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Steve Culls. As always, have a great week. Stay safe. God bless and keep on squatching.